your positive, positive, positive imprint. 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 Stories are everywhere. People and their positive action inspire positive achievements. Your PI could mean the world to you. Get ready for your positive imprint. Well, hello, everybody. Kia ora. That again means stay well and be happy. I learned that from my Māori guest, Rawadi James, who is an R&B artist living out in England. Well, follow me on Facebook and Instagram and connect with me on LinkedIn. This is Catherine with Your Positive Imprint, the variety show podcast featuring people from all over the world whose positive actions are inspiring positive achievements. Get inspired. Well, and the music for this podcast is by our absolute talented Chris Knoll. You can learn more about Chris from his website at chrisknoll.com. That's C-H-R-I-S-N-O-L-E dot com. Don't forget, you can sign up for email updates and you can listen to this podcast on my website, yourpositiveimprint.com, or of course, from iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and of course, Spotify and any other platform. Well, I am just so thrilled to be able to introduce my guest today. I met him on LinkedIn. And I, I, as you know, I just absolutely love meeting people from all over the world. I learn so much about not just culture, but I learn about, of course, the positive imprints, but all of these people who are impacting the world in such phenomenal ways. And it's just a positive thing. And, and Dan Hughes is from Sheffield, England. He's a songwriter, guitarist, and producer. He's been auditioning and playing for bands since he was 16. He is a gifted guitarist and music composer. He composes a variety of genre, including radio commercials, jingles, and I'm anxious to hear about his Green Blue Music Tour. He has a very organic approach with regard to jamming with his band, which I appreciate. (laughs) And I am anxious to have you, listeners, hear some of his music. And Dan, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on and for you to share your positive imprints. Dan Hughes, welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, I, we, the two of us were chit-chatting here a little bit ago, and it was just so interesting hearing about your, your uh, not, not just your accomplishments, but how you see life, basically your philosophy. And I always appreciate that guests share how they see life and why certain things inspire them. So how is it over in England today? Um, today is very hot in England, um, unusually hot, um, no rain, um, so I was very close, but very, very sunny, it's nice, it's good. Yeah, do you get out much, so do you get out into the outdoors, or are you just, with COVID-19, are you hanging out indoors, are you able to go out jamming yet? Um, so we had like a lockdown uh, where we couldn't go out, and so that's been lifted but um, I've been out gigging, but I love to go. Uh, I love to go for walks. I try. I try to do my 10,000 steps every day. Sometimes more. I mean, over um, lockdown period, um, I've been walking a little bit more, which is helpful. And I meditate quite a lot as well. So I, I meditate in the morning, uh, just to um, set, set my mind right. And then and I suppose throughout the day, if I feel like my, my I'm being um, emotionally reactive to, to situations, I try and calm myself down by 
meditating and calming my mind. Um, so yeah, I, I sort of do it subconsciously. I think now. I think it reaches a point where it's just part of, you know, like the red flags when 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 maybe you're going to react. Maybe say a few years ago, I would have reacted a lot more um, harshly emotionally. Whereas I've been a lot learned to be a bit more kind of um, subjective about it in a positive way. Oh, that's interesting. And did songwriting? Do you think songwriting helped you with that? Um, I've, I've been writing songs for quite a while, so I, I've been writing songs before I meditated. I think that it... Um, so it's the meditation that is more reflective and calming for you? I suppose like anything um, um, helps me with um, with with, uh, with my songwriting. If The meditation's helped me all around, so I suppose it has helped me with my songwriting. I've become a lot more reflective about what I write about um, and understand more about what I'm doing, which is good more connected with the music as well yeah absolutely well let's let's talk about uh, who you are and you're obviously from england and you must have grown up there and you know what what would you like to share with listeners about who dan hughes is <laughs> That's a <big> question. <laughs> it um, is a big question so i could narrow it down and ask you a targeted question yeah, okay, go on. Okay, so uh, yeah. what inspired you to play the guitar? Um, well, my father was a musician, and um, I kind of grew up around in a musical environment. And it was something I kind of fell into, really. It wasn't something I kind of um, pursued. It was sort of always been there. So I've, um, And then I sort of started playing guitar a lot more when I was about 11, 12. So what was it about the guitar that drew you to um, it? Well, my, my dad played guitar um, alongside other instruments, but um, I think what, what drew me to the guitar, I, I don't really, really know, actually. I, I just sort of, it kind of fell into place, and it's a popular instrument. I played other instruments before then, but I think the guitar is the thing that sort of, I got sort of hooked on. Playing in bands, um, original bands, and my dad's like functions bands and stuff like that. And then I went to, when I was about 15, I, I, I went to a music college in uh, Brighton in England, which is like probably the equivalent of like Berkeley in Europe. Now it's quite a big university. It's called BIM. Wow. 16, it was 16. I auditioned when I was 15 and then I went when I was 16. Wow, um, that's great. That's a huge accomplishment right there. So you had yeah. obviously been playing guitar for many years to have mm. gotten to that point when you were 16. Yeah. Do you have a favorite, or before you started playing gigs and you got into bands, did you have a genre that you liked growing up? I mean, I suppose my, my mum and dad's um, record collection uh, influenced me um, with what I listened to, so a lot of British-based stuff. And then as I got a bit older, it, it became more kind of American-based stuff as well and then sort of like going from that then I kind of like learned different cultures like um, classical and flamenco um, and then sort of the more you get into it, I think you become more open-minded to different styles different countries different types of music really and that's good because you want to obviously be very versatile in in your business which you are I mean you have you do jingles and radio commercials and then of course your own compositions uh, so you have this huge variety 
of talent. You you don't just focus on one, although yeah. you, you focus, of course, with the guitar. So talk about and share any of the inspiring music that you listened to that really made you want to become the, an artist, a public artist. Yeah, so I, I never really associated um, playing music with being famous or anything like that. I just love music, so not that I'm famous, but <laughs> you, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, a lot of people in that sphere, like they do it because they, they want to be famous or they want to be rich or they want to be, you know, you get it a lot when you turn into auditions where you get like people that have been on talent TV shows and stuff like that. Music is something for me that is sort of organic. It's just what I love to do. It happens to, to have fell into it. And and you happen to be making a living doing it, yeah, which, yeah. Is, which is an awesome part because it is something you love and musicians and the music are part of the positive imprints that are being left. I mean, you don't have to be famous to leave that positive imprint on somebody who listened to a music. So anybody that goes to listen to your music will be inspired in some way. It's a powerful gift, entertainment in general, or, or art, the arts in general. Since lockdown, it's that's been, I think, more predominantly, you know, more evident, really. Like everybody's saying to books or to music or to TV or podcasts for comfort and for um, inspiration and and it's I don't think that's ever going to go away, which is fantastic. And I agree, and I never really thought about that, but I I love that quote: "Entertainment is a powerful gift," and it is. And everybody ha has a different emotion with the different songs that are played, and I think that's an incredible, powerful gift, as you say. Mm, definitely. Yeah. So now this takes us to your powerful gift of composing <laughs> and entertaining. And so talk about your powerful gift and powerful positive imprint and the compositions. I kind of view um, com composition as a vehicle. It's like you don't write the songs um, I don't write the songs, the songs write themselves. I'm just a vehicle for that. That makes sense. <laughs> That's a very humble comment. I think a lot of people in, in music, going back to the fame thing again, quite often a lot of musicians, they their ego gets in the way with, gets in front of what the music is. So the music should always come first and then your ego should be like way at the back. Songs write themselves. All the best ones, I think, anyway. All the best songs, they kind of just come to you. And the best songs I think, I think I've written have always just come like that. Like they just like fall out in the air and they just write themselves. Um, when you try and write something, like some songwriters are very much like, oh, they're writing all the time. I'm going to write, 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 write. Whereas um, I sort of only write if I feel like I, I mess around on the guitar, you know, and then find out it writes itself. Once you take the ego out out of out of your creative process, then that's when be, you be, you write the best music. In fact, let's talk about a song. Feels like thunder. That's a great title. My band is it's called DHT, so the Dan Hughes Trio. We and it's three of us. Um, and um, so we made uh, one album called Neil, which we re recorded back 
I think 2016 and I went out and toured it and everything and we took a short we took a break and I ended up doing a gig playing in a hotel in the Dominican Republic and um, I had a lot of downtime so I was writing a lot of ideas and stuff had a um, call from my friend from England and saying that he was um, going to become a dad for the first time and um, I had this idea kicking about in my mind and then once I, I kind of um, found out about that the song sort of wrote itself so it's about him uh, meeting his wife and and finding love and having a baby it's quite like a love song I suppose not not, not a mushy love song but yeah Oh my gosh. Feels like thunder. Mm-hmm. So why the word thunder? Well, I, I, I'd written most of the song. And um, I actually went to go and see him straight after I um, had finished my contract. I was driving down the road. And there's, there was a field. And there's a farmer's field. And the farmer's field was um, on fire. Oh my gosh. And then there was lightning that came down as well. And I started singing the chorus, and then the chorus fit with the song. And then that kind of, one of those moments where everything came together and it worked. Wow, that is really interesting. So going from the the phone call of your friend becoming a dad for the first time, and then driving down, and the thunder and lightning, it feels like thunder. Listeners will be anxious to hear the song, and I'm so glad you're able to share it. So, Dan Hughes, Feels Like Thunder. Driving down the road There's a field on the other side Feels like fire And blue lights set in my mind And I feel forever
love Dan. That that is awesome, and the guitar playing is phenomenal. So uh, you can really hear the guitar and you can hear the words. And what what's your favorite line from that song? Um, well, I think well, like any song, the, the for me, like the the first song line of the song is the hardest song to write, and then it flows. So I suppose the first song, the first line. So interesting. Which, <laughs> well, it's so much fun to be able to play music, and I thank you for allowing your positive imprint to the permission to play that. And where can people listen to your music? Uh, my website is uh, com. Okay, and it's D-A-N-H-U-G-H-E-S. Yeah, that's a, a Welsh... Uh, surname. My father's Welsh. It is a beautiful place. Oh, sure. Well, I want to ask you about the Green Blue Music Tour. Okay. So that, that's a festival in South Korea. Obviously, pre-COVID. And so why, why did they... Is there any... Because I don't know what it is. Is there a reason why it's Green Blue Music Tour? Why, why the name? Do you know? I suppose it's called Green Blue because it was set in a forest. So that would make... That would make sense. So what was it like touring out in South Korea? It's very different than the West, like culturally and, and everything. So I, I went out, I've been out there for about th- uh, maybe three or four times now. And uh, first time I went on my own, um, own um, for a few days. And then sort of second time I went there for a month. And then the third time I played the Green Blue Festival um um, I went for three months and did gigs all around South Korea. Is the audience, do they react differently? But yeah, like comparing Western audience to say an Eastern audience, they tend to be more attentive, I think, and listen more. But like, I did gigs in like real small towns where it's like not many Westerners there and it's really sort of quiet and um, surreal and... The first time I played and no one was clapping at the end of the song, I was like, oh, <laughs> they don't like what I'm doing. And then at the end of the show, they're going, oh, whoa. And I was like, oh. oh, that's so interesting. <laughs> and do you have plans to go back once COVID is under control? Well, well I was meant to go out, uh, go out in a couple of weeks' time, four months to do, to do that. But obviously, I cancelled that because of the world pandemic. And there's also a monsoon out there at the minute. Ah, okay. So both those reasons aren't good reasons to go, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but but I'll, I'll get there again. I've got, I've made friends, like good, good friends out there now, so it's, it's sort of become like a second home. Oh, that's nice. That's nice that the people have accepted you the way they have, and that's awesome. And so now, wh- what about DHT? Your other two, do they go with you on tour, or is this just you solo? No, this is me. Um, on my on my own, own. and um, and they have like people that play I play with there as well. DHT was originally like a like a like a band that we played lots of gigs and festivals in England and stuff like that. And then it's become throughout the years it's become more of a recording project. So we don't gig that much. I gig on my own or in other projects more, but we don't gig a great deal anymore because we've sort of done that and we want to record and write more. The composing is something that's of, is close to your heart and you're, something you're passionate about. Um, it, it's we're quite different in I think in in Britain because the the jam band culture 
isn't as big in England as it is in America. You know, the Grateful Dead and Dave Matthews and Bruce Hornsby and all those bands is very kind of big. Whereas we like we like that kind of stuff as well. So we try and take from that, you know, and feel inspired by those bands in some way. Sure. Um, oh, absolutely. An inspiration. Oh, my gosh, for sure. Uh, to close, unless first, is there anything we haven't talked about? I mean, I mean, it's a struggle at the moment, but I think the whole world's struggling at the moment. Yeah, so. we are. <laughs> <laughs> we are, and, and hopefully we'll be able to get out of these struggles here soon. I have a friend in Korea called Mikey, and he, he always says to me um, that the problem in your mind is bigger than the problem in reality, which is I always kind of um, think about that when I think of times that maybe I'm, I'm struggling or whatever situation you're in, it's not as bad as you may you probably think it, it actually is. I think that oftentimes that is true. Not always, but I think it is often true. And we stress ourselves out, freaked out, stressed out. Any last inspiring words that you'd like to share <laughs> oh my god uh, um, um, well I, I just think that um, people should live their true life I think a lot of people get wrapped up in um, consuming stuff and ticking boxes I don't know what it's like in America but like um, oh I've got to get a degree I've got to get um, the mortgage, a house, or be in a relationship, and and um, usually they rush those things, and and they're not organic, and and they just lie to themselves, and it makes their situation worse. Whereas I think if you just follow your path, um, have have some kind of tr- meaning towards it, then you're gonna achieve those things. I think anyway, and in, in a more organic, real way. Oh, those are good words. Well, Dan Hughes. Thank you so much for sharing your positive imprints here. That's happening. Yeah, and entertainment is a powerful gift, and I love that songs write themselves. Well, good luck with the songs that you will be composing, and again, thank you. You too, yeah. Nice to meet you. So, listeners, to learn more about Dan, you can go to his website. Uh, DanHughesMusic.com And you can also listen to music on Spotify, DHT for Dan Hughes Trio. Thank you. Oh, Dan, thank you so much. You are listening to Your Positive Imprint. What's your P.I.?